The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 48 of the Fretzelmania podcast, Commissionary Position. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. This podcast is available on Wrestle Addict Radio, The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast on all common listening platforms. Today on this Canadian Thanksgiving edition of the show, I am reviewing Monday Night Raw from October 8th, 2001. Stone Cold Steve Austin returns to challenge Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Test and Booker T defend the WCW Tag Team Titles against the Hardy Boys. Also, RVD and Shane challenge The Rock and Chris Jericho. Stay tuned, peeps, and give thanks if you're up north. And welcome to the show, folks. I hope you're all doing well. You'll be hearing this just before Thanksgiving weekend up here in Canada, or as Robin Shrubotsky would call it, the real Thanksgiving. Apologies if you couldn't hear the lawnmower going on outside. I guess my neighbors are cutting the grass. All power to them. It's a nice day. We're probably going to get some rain soon, so get it out of the way now. Now, I haven't watched a lot of modern wrestling in the past little while. I think I caught a little bit of Dynamite, a little bit of SmackDown. And last night when I got off work, I just watched Dark Elevation just because I just needed to unwind. I'm still working like six to seven day work weeks right now. And yeah, so I just don't have a lot of time. And I've also been watching baseball lately. The last little bit of the season is always really exciting, especially when the team that you cheer for is in the wild card race. And then other teams that you don't like are also in the wild card race. My Blue Jays won on Sunday, but so did the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, at least the Chiefs won on Sunday, right, Jermaine? Apparently this week there's also a casino ladder match with Pac, Andrade, Moxley, Archer, Orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and someone is the Joker. I'm leaning towards maybe Buddy Matthews, a rumor and innuendo or fan speculation or fan fantasy booking is pointing to Hangman Adam Page, but Hangman is apparently taking time off to prepare for the birth of his child, who apparently isn't due until November, but I don't know anything about that, so I'll I'll go for Buddy Matthews, then he can go and have a super knee party against Kenny Omega. 
Then they V-trigger each other, causes a rift in the space-time continuum, opens the forbidden door, and Roman Reigns faces Kenny Omega at full gear. Meanwhile, in 2001, it is October 8th of that year to be exact, and Monday Night Raw is taking place from Indianapolis, Indiana, home of the Pacers and the Colts. Before the show kicks off, we see a vignette from SmackDown where Kurt Angle challenges one member of the Alliance to a match. And if that member of the Alliance wins, Stone Cold Steve Austin will get his rematch on Raw. And that man ended up being Rob Van Dam. Shane McMahon does that awesome leaping chair shot on to Kurt Angle. Angle is big time just blighting like a stuck pig here. Rob Van Dam wins the match for Steve Austin. How is Rob going to get rewarded in this situation? We're just kind of have to wait and see. Raw kicks off with the fireworks and then na 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 because we're not at the Union Underground yet. And immediately we kick off with a match graphic. Austin and Angle, Monday Night Raw. If anyone associated from the Alliance gets involved in this match, they are fired on the spot. Remember that. Big Show and Spike Dudley are wearing matching black singlets because they are apparently a tag team now. What would the best name for this tag team be? Send me a DM on Twitter, or if you're a member of our Patreon, send me a message in our group chat. Join our Patreon, by the way. It's only five bucks a month. You'll get some extra content from, from us. And discounts on merch. And no, the Spike Show does not qualify. Jarrah Show is almost okay, but it's still, like, it's too easy. Seriously, hit me up with the best tag team name for these two. You'll get a big-time shout-out. We see on SmackDown, Bikini Contest loser Stacy throws a temper tantrum and throws Tori around, and we see a match graphic at No Mercy, the first-ever lingerie match featuring Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson. To the soundtrack of Click Click Boom by Saliva. You know it's 2001 when Saliva is involved here. And yes, I had that album. I actually loved this band, although I preferred their follow-up album in 2002. Everyone gets their moves in. Everyone gets their crap in. SmackDown is referenced because a match that was supposed to take place last week is now taking place this coming week. And that is Taz versus Tough Enough winner and David Burnham's favorite boy, Main Event Maven. I see you, Ariera Podcast. Big Show goes for a double choke slam on the Dudley Boys. Taz hits a low blow. They all get out of the ring, and Taz walks into a buzzsaw kick by Tajiri, and the babyface team wins. Post-match, the heels beat everyone down. Tori gets wood while Tajiri watches while being choked. Um, phrasing? Next up, Stephanie McMahon comes out to the ring, cuts a promo, boo, slut, boo. 
you know, saying that after seeing what happened out here to Tori, big deal. All she did was get put through a table. I got beat up by Chris Jericho. I I got knocked out of the ring. I had a concussion, a herniated disc, a bruised sternum. Um, honey, I think if you had a bruised sternum, you might not be able to talk. And if you had a concussion, maybe you shouldn't be in an arena where 15,000 people are screaming slut at you. Man, you wonder why all these lawsuits about concussions are going up against the WWE. Anyway, uh, Chris Jericho comes out here to interrupt. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, slut jokes, boob jokes, you know, the usual. Bottom-feeding trash bag, huh? This shtick is getting old. I mean, there is so much sexual tension there, you can cut it with a knife. I look at them and just say, just screw already and get it over with. Shane McMahon comes out to interrupt, and you think he's coming to stick up for his sister, but he finds Chris hilarious. But he also says, if you would focus as much on winning as you do making fun of my sister, you'd be a champion right now. Put a pin in that. It's like, you choke a lot. You're a char choke artist, like the Colts and Pacers. Boo, that's our hometown teams. Boo. Chris Jericho challenges the two of them as a tag team against him and a partner of his choosing. I'm assuming Trish Stratus. Strike up that romance about two and a half years too early. Shane and Steph versus Y2J. Steph says no, but insists that someone else jump in on her behalf. Someone she's had an eye on. Someone who she also wants to bang Rob Van Dam. Y2J's like, yeah, okay. Um, I'm just going to have The Rock as my tag team partner. Backstage, Booker T. Test and Rob Van Dam put each other over, fire each other up. And Booker T's like, yeah, I'm the five-time champion. And Rob Van Dam's like, I can't believe you lost the WCW five times. And Book RVD, he's just so friggin' over here. And then Test is like, hey man, it's okay. We're TNT. So Test was a fan of a 1980s Canadian television show, TNT, starring, yes, Mr. T. After the cancellation of the A-Team in 1987, this was... Produced by Canadian animation firm Nelvana. They are famous for a lot of cartoons in the 80s and 90s. And this is one of those shows that have the opening voiceover guy set up the premise. Like, T.S. Turner was a city smart kid fighting his way off the street until he was framed for a crime he didn't commit. Amy Taylor was a young crusading lawyer. She mounted an appeal about Turner back on the street, this time in a suit and tie, working as a private detective. Together, they are TNT. TNT! That's, this is one of my youngest non-cartoon show-related memories ever. That and Who's the Boss? Yes, I'm old. 1987, I was three years old, folks, so uh, do the math. The Hardy Boys challenge TNT for the WCW Tag Team Titles. No, not that Canadian lawyer show I just talked about, and no... Not the Asian-Canadian supermarket chain. Shout out to anyone who actually got either 
Oh, those references. This match is brought to you by Stacker 2. We swear we're not IcoPro. The Youth Smoking Prevention Team. Are you smoking yet? And Slim Jim. Yeah, Macho Man. Would have been filming his appearance in Spider-Man 1 as Bonesaw McGraw. So he returned to the WWE to plug Slim Jim's... Eh, eh, no, he didn't. And uh, impersonating Macho Man really hurts the throat. Right off the bat here, Jeff Hardy goes for a whisper in the wind or a spinning heel kick or some kind of move here, but Tess catches him in midair and just power bombs the crap out of him right away. Lita, Lita Karana's Booker T. There's a twist of fate, but that is denied. Tess just wallops Matt with a nice clothesline. Lita holds Tess's foot on the outside of the ring. Tess then just yeets Lita over the rail. Meanwhile, in the ring, while the ref is distracted by this whole thing, how is this not a disqualification? Uh, Booker T is left in the ring all alone, and lo and behold, it is the dead man himself. The Undertaker hits the last ride on Booker T. Jeff Hardy pins, and we have new WCW Tag Team Champions the party boys. Yeah, the this invasion has just gone off the rails now. I mean, this is just... This is ridiculous. And uh, how many more? I have like six or seven more of these Raws before I get into some really good stuff. Speaking of the good stuff, Starcade 83, Chi-Town Rumble 89, Starcade 1990, I stand corrected on that one. I said Halloween Havoc. Beach Blast 93 and Bash at the Beach 96 coming up following the invasion. A blast from the past, if you will. An epilogue of WCW. And I have two guests potentially lined up for two of those episodes, but you're just going to have to wait and see when it gets closer to the date. TNT are pissed off backstage, and Booker T said, you know, the classic heel tactic, we've got nothing but respect since I've got here, and I'm going to take out the number one most respected man in that locker room, and that is The Undertaker. We see a commercial. It's a baseball field. The new fall classic is here. Kane walks up to bat, and I immediately, for some reason, thought of Casey at the Bat, you know, a Disney short from, like, the 50s, which is based on a book from probably the 1920s. Shout out if you actually got that reference. I'm full of references <laughs> here today. And it winds up being a commercial where everyone in the WWE and the Alliance work together to take out this, this ball team. They're wearing black and white. I'm just going to say they're taking out the Yankees because I hate the Yankees. Sorry, Ricky. There's a swanton through a table. I think Edge spears one of them trying to get to another base. And it just ends up being fun. It's one of the more fun but less memorable, you know, pay-per-view commercials. It's no... WrestleMania 21, when they had all the movie references like Kurt Angle and Christy Hemme as When Harry Met Sally, or Eugene as Forrest Gump, or the ever-classic 2005 Royal Rumble West Side Story one. That was just freaking phenomenal. But enough about that, because Christian is now making his way to the ring for this next match. And he is facing Edge in a ladder match at no mercy click click boom plays as the match graphic 
pops up, we're going to hear a lot of saliva. At least in the next couple of years, because I believe they do Chris Jericho's entrance music just after this. King of my world. Underrated banger of a theme. And also, Josie Scott was getting a lot of mainstream appeal because he would be joining Chad Kroger in the theme song to Spider-Man 1. You know, Hero. Awesome song. Nickelback rules and I will fight anyone and die on that hill. Christian gives his shades to a kid taking a page out of Bret Hart's book. But then he takes a page out of Owen Hart's book and takes them back and puts them right back on his face. And he's like, yeah, I had to take those glasses back because I couldn't believe how ugly that kid was. Oh, creepy little bastard heel Christian is the absolute best. Rhino versus Edge for the WCW United States Championship here. And Christian actually makes a pretty good point here because they're talking about their upcoming ladder match, saying that he was the one that retrieved the titles in each of their victories. WrestleMania 2000, TLC 1, TLC 2. He's kind of right, actually. Yes. And he says that Edge is jealous and, you know, he wonders what everyone sees in him. Uh, Christian is standing on the apron here. Edge is about to eat a gore, but Christian eats a gore here. Edge hits the Edge-O-Matic. I mean, not Arn, good lord, because he didn't have a gun. <coughs> Rhino with an Arn Anderson-esque spinebuster without his Glock. Here does not get the pin. There is the Impaler DDT, the Edge-Ecution, but the creepy little bastard himself pulls Edge out of the ring, and we have a disqualification. And then Edge spears Rhino. No gore. Spear. Only glove kalash. Can I get a Mountain Dew or a Crab Juice? No. Only glove kalash. And this, peeps, is where I'm going to take a quick ad break. When we come back, Rob Van Dam and Shane versus The Rock and Chris Jericho. Oh, and this little other thing called the WWE Championship being on the line between Kurt Angle and Steve Austin. After these messages... We'll be right back. Welcome back to Fretzelmania 48, Commissionary Position. This theme here, this is for you, Willie T, because just this morning, Sora from Kingdom Hearts was announced as the final fighter in Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo Switch. And this portion of the show is not brought to you by Nintendo, although that would be very, very cool. How about a free version of Breath of the Wild 2 when it comes out, huh? Anyways, it is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio, five bucks a month. We are the cure for the common wrestling Patreon. We give you content that is not found on our main feed, such as the 20 Bell Salute, my 20-year look back on pop culture and wrestling. I just dropped September 2001 a week ago. Check that out. You also get the back catalog of Fretz's Fave 5, Willie T's Wrestle Wars, Tales of an Epic Nature, Light, The Views, and so, so much more. Oh, and 20% off of our merch on Spring. All of our links are in the description below. The Alliance's Rob Van Dam and Shane McMahon tag against The Rock and Chris Jericho, The Rock, and RVD are kind of getting dueling chants 
when they are in the ring together. And they have some great chemistry. Shane McMahon is just eating all of the action here, taking all of everyone's offense before Rob Van Dam eventually gets a hot tag in here. Chris Jericho goes for a line salt, but Rob Van Dam kicks Jericho in the gut, and that is denied. The Rock locks in his crappy shirt shooter. On the outside of the ring, Shane McMahon bulldogs Chris Jericho into the ring steps. And in the ring, the five-star frog splash is denied. Nobody in the pool. Shane McMahon gets tagged in. He eats a spine buster. The people's elbow is denied. And in the ring, a bloody Chris Jericho accidentally, in parentheses, hits the rock with the steel chair. The announcer is saying here that, you know, he's all bloody and the blood is in his eyes and he can't see. And he accidentally pins the rock. Rob Van Dam pins WCW champion, the People's Champ. Backstage, the Alliance celebrates and parades past Stone Cold Steve Austin's locker room. Hmm. On Sunday Night Heat, Chris Benoit makes his first public appearance since King of the Ring 1999 when he messed up his neck. And he predicts that if the Alliance isn't involved here, if it's straight up one-on-one, that Kurt Angle is going to retain his WWE Championship tonight. They're saying that he's going to be back in action around early 2002, and yeah, just after WrestleMania X8, he's he's coming back. At WWF New York, Lance Storm in Ivory. Lance Storm says that Chris Benoit does not speak for all Canadians. Speak for yourself, Lance. And Ivory is talking trash to the audience behind him, while Lance is cutting the promo to the camera at New York, it looked like they were trying to outdo each other or something here. It looked really, really awkward. Backstage, The Rock is pissed off, saying that, you know, what are you thinking? And Chris Jericho has the classic Canadian passive-aggressive apology. And we're starting to get King of My World Jericho here. And he's just like, hey, something about with the steel chair... Hey, why don't I knock that eye, that people's eyebrow right off your face? And they fight. Paul Heyman is loving it. The WWE is imploding. The Alliance is about to win the war, basically. And we are told by Michael Cole, who is standing outside of Austin's locker room, that Stone Cold will speak after this next match. And this next match is Scotty Tuhati versus X-Pac for the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. I thought they unified that title. I forgot that title existed. I forgot that X-Pac was a double champion. It still exists. Not for long. This is a announcers talk about something else match where they talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. X-Pac misses with the Bronco Buster, hits his X-Sack right on the ring. This is not the time he tore his anus open doing that. I do not want to see that. That was not filmed, luckily. And... <laughs> When he missed that, JR said that the horse left the barn. That's a good one. And uh, Paul Heyman's like, sources say that The Rock and Y2J are at it again. JR's like, what? Ha 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 ha! Just kidding. You fell for it. Awesome. <laughs> Scotty Duhati, Bulldog, W-O-R-M. And while that's happening, Heyman's like, P-A-U-L. Just, Heyman's on fire here. This is an underrated commentary duo i'm sad that it's 
it's not long for this world, but they were just, they were great. Better than J.R. and the King, maybe. Maybe. And then there is a spot here. One, two, three. Is it a win? No. X-Pac had his foot on the rope. And then Scotty Too Hardy goes for a 10-punch spot. X-Pac rakes the eye. X-Factor and retains his title. Backstage, we don't get Stone Cold Steve Austin, but instead, we have his wife, Deborah, And saying that, oh, Steve Austin had changed his mind about coming out here. And, you know, Michael Cole's like, what? And then... And, and, Deborah pulls a page out of Stanley Hudson's book. Did I stutter? Lita versus Mighty Molly. And in this match, it is announced that Booker T and Taker are having a match at No Mercy. Let's see how that goes. There is a flapjack by Molly. Lita with the head scissors. Molly is just taking all the heat in this match. She goes for a handshake in the middle of this, trying to, you know, get out of some stuff here or pull off uh, a Ric Flair here. Nope. And then eventually she does the roll-up with the bridge, and Molly wins clean as a whistle. And on their way back, uh, the Hurricane and Molly are celebrating their victory. It's like, I can't believe I just beat Lita. Yes. And they're like, that victory was a... Walks past a basketball net. A slam dunk. Thumbs up to the camera, because they know they just did some cheesy dad joke. To the hurra! No, for one night only. This is the Molly Mobile. And <laughs> JR says, well, that thing probably runs on Kool-Aid. <laughs> Classic. William Regal's office here is full of the picture of the Queen. A nice, elegant tea set. And on his desk is classic literature, like Shakespeare and Kurt Angle's book. And Deborah is adoring this office and asking the commissioner for a favor. Like, I'm Stone Cold's wife. Can I come out to the ring? He's like, no. No members of the Alliance, no one affiliated with the Alliance, that includes wives. It's like, did you bake your cookies today? Well, no, I didn't. Well, that's too bad, because you're still not allowed at ringside. It should give you something to do. No flunkies, no wives. We're going to find out who the better man is. And I'm surprised he didn't call her a trollop or tell her to bugger off. Kurt a Kurt Angle video promo here where he's talking about his book. He talks about his coach, Dave Schultz getting murdered by John DuPont. Awkward. This is, of course, the uh, inspiration for the book and feature film Foxcatcher. So if you know that story, uh, yikes. Okay. Angle has an interview with Michael Cole. Are you worried about your title match? Worried? No. At SummerSlam, Austin, you learned that you couldn't beat me. At Unforgiven, you learned that I could sure as hell beat you. And whether your hand was under the rope or not, you still tapped out. This leads to the main event, Austin versus Angle. Rematch for the WWF title. E title, whatever. I keep going from F to E, whatever. This is a great back and forth match. Not near as good as their SummerSlam encounter because that was an absolute endurance test. It was a gong show and <laughs> the finish was absolutely hilarious. Austin hits the Thez press, and then Kurt Angle decides to honor Luthez by doing one of his own. And we are reminded that nobody from the Alliance is allowed in this match. Remember that. Put a pin in that. They are making this so obvious 
that we're going to have a defection. Kurt Angle exposed the concrete floor, and it were referenced here that time that Steve Austin hit the pile driver on Angle on the concrete. We see this match brawl all over the ring. Apparently, there's no countouts. Okay. They trade submissions. The Million Dollar Dream. The Boston Crab. The Sleeper Hold. Austin shoves Earl Hebner, but Earl, he don't take no ish. He shoves back. Kurt Angle takes Steve Austin to Suplex City, but in about the third or fourth Suplex. Mule kick. Blow blow. There is a ref bump here after both men attempt their finishers. And Steve Austin grabs the title as if to hit Kurt Angle with it. Commissioner Regal storms to the ring. He's like, no, not like this, sunshine. No, 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 no. So he grabs the title and hits Angle with it. Screws Kurt Angle. Joins the alliance. Steve Austin is once again the WWE champion. Damn it, Regal. He is once again heel his best role. And it seems that the Alliance have a big, big win. But herein lies one of the problems with the invasion. I mean, The Rock is the WCW champion. Steve Austin is the WWE champion. Yes, Steve Austin was a WCW guy. Former multi-time tag team champion, TV champion, United States champion. But still... Your WWF guys were getting the most exposure. Yes, Booker T walked into this invasion as the WCW champion, having won the title on the final Nitro. You know, the one that was simulcast with Raw. Yeah, this this is off the rails. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. What do I remember from this show? Obviously, it's the main event. It's... Kurt Angle and Steve Austin, it's Commissioner Regal becoming the Alliance Commissioner. Oh my gosh. What do I forget? I forgot that the Hardys were the WCW Tag Team Champions. And what would I change? Honestly, this title match, this title change could have happened on, on a pay-per-view. I know No Mercy gave us Rob Van Dam inserted into the match with these two, and it was not bad, actually, with from what I remember, it was pretty good. I think I watched it on a Stone Cold DVD or something. As I said, I haven't watched all of No Mercy. So maybe I'm in for a treat. But yeah, it's uh, getting to be a chore here. And I can't <laughs> wait until I get to sink my teeth into something different. Some old school WCW. That's it for this edition of Fretzelmania, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to catch all of our other shows on Wrestle Attic Radio. We are and strive to be the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Catch The Delight Show, The Young Lions Perspective, and also streaming every Wednesday night at about 8 o'clock or quarter to 8 if you want to catch the pre-show. The Kings of the Rings podcast. They're on Twitch. They're on YouTube. I think if you have King Ricky's personal Facebook, it's on there. It's always a good time chatting with them and listening to their podcast live and in living color. But if you can't catch those streams, their shows are also on our feed on Thursdays. 
See you next time, folks. Anyone here listening from Canada, have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Get lots of turkey in you and spend some time with your loved ones. Cheers and give thanks.